Hey, I'm Zanzi and welcome to Farmer's Inside Track, episode 145. I'm your host, Donumdu. We're revamping SA's most downloaded farmer's podcast, offering you three shorter weekly episodes still jam-packed with advice for new entrants and newly commercialized farmers in Mzanzi, plus inspiring stories to warm your heart. Now, precision irrigation improves production, reduces cost, and ultimately optimizes productivity. Giovanni Rasmus, an agronomist at Netafim, shares tips on how to plan scheduling in open field irrigation. Yuvan, welcome to Farmers Inside Track. It's great to have you with us. Now, I usually like to start with asking my guests to tell us a little bit about themselves, where they found themselves, you know, being drawn to agriculture and this amazing industry as we kick off this conversation today. Hi, Dawn. Thank you very much for having me. My journey in agriculture started from when I was young. I grew up on a farm worked there with my dad a bit, and then decided to go study agriculture at the University of Pretoria. After that, I got my degree and then went to go work for a precision agriculture company in Zanin, specifically focusing on avocados and macadamias and mostly orchard tree crops. And then about two and a half years ago, I started my journey with Netafim South Africa, moved to Nelspreit, and the rest is history. Still learning a lot every day. I'm focusing a lot on a variety of crops, field crops, and also orchards, and basically focusing on the irrigation side and the soil water management. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your knowledge. Experts like yourself, you know, will often advise new farmers to get their soil tested and in the same breath to secure a production plan, incorporating an irrigation schedule as well. How vital is this for new farmers, Joanne? I will often advise farmers, not only new farmers, but also experienced farmers to get these or her soil tested. For securing a production plan, there are a lot of things to take into consideration, namely what to plant, when to plant, where to plant, how much fertilizers do I need, do I need to irrigate, how much water do I have available for irrigation, do I have the rights or a license to use the water that I have available. Those are only to name a few things. You can test your soil chemically and physically. Chemical tests are important to plan for your fertilizer needs, as well as to plan for any soil amelioration that you might need to get your soils up to standard. For irrigation purposes, a physical analysis is more important. A basic analysis that gives you a lot of information would be your soil texture. This would be your percentage sand, silt, and clay. This tells you the sizes and the distribution of your soil particles, which impacts your water holding capacity, the availability of your water and your nutrients to the plants, and the balance between your soil particles, air, and water in your soil. The balance between soil, air, and water is dynamic, where the soil particles stay constant. If you increase the water in your soil, you displace the air. So this creates that balance. So the more water you put in the soil, the more you drive out the oxygen. And as your roots use the water, the oxygen enters your soil again. So oxygen is very important for root growth. And so giving too much water can negatively impact your production. Are there specific guidelines for new farmers to ensure optimal production when scheduling open field irrigation? At this stage, no one has invented a silver bullet that ensures optimal production to my knowledge. In my opinion, for a new farmer specifically, it's important to first of all focus on the basics. If you get the basics right, you're 80% of the way there. 
there are very good basic production guidelines available for most crops that can be used to maintain good yields and production. For irrigation, the basics are to know your specific crop's rooting depth and to also understand how deep your certain irrigation system wets your soil with a certain amount of water. The third thing is just keep it basic. Do not oversaturate your soil as this will drive out your oxygen. Your roots need oxygen to grow. Do not let your soil dry out too much. Irrigation, irrigate only to the depth of your roots as your roots take up the water and any water deeper than the roots will be wasted. So those are a few basic pointers, but in the end of the day, if you get those right, you can get at least, as I said, you're 80% of the way there. Given us a very clear indication of what farmers should keep top of mind, but what are the factors that influence scheduling calculations? Can this be managed by anyone or should farmers call on experts like yourself to establish a baseline to work from? There are a lot of factors that influences a crop's water demand, namely the crop's growth stage, the temperature, the humidity, wind and rainfall, only to name a few. There are calculations that considers these factors and gives you water demand of a reference crop, which is your ETO. You do not need to know these calculations and how they work. There are apps available that give you your ETO in your area based on the nearest weather stations. Your crop at a certain growth stage will demand an amount of water relative to that specific ETO. This is called your crop coefficient. If you multiply your crop coefficient with your ETO, you get a guideline of the water demand for your crop in a specific growth stage. These calculations are simple to work with, but can be difficult to understand. It can be advisable to consult an expert to set a good baseline to work from. Thanks so much for sharing that context. Now, are there any challenges farmers that you work with have dealt with? And specifically, how vital is monitoring the irrigation schedule? Is there a checklist or watch list that they should be aware of? There is not necessarily a checklist when it comes to scheduling your irrigation as there might be a lot of differences when considering different areas and different crops. It's very difficult to get a, a specific checklist, but some guidelines when considering a drip irrigation system is when considering a drip irrigation system, it is important to consider your dripper delivery rate and the dripper spacing. For this, you need to know your crop that you are planning on planting, but specifically, you need to know that crop's rooting depth. The water has a specific distribution in the soil, width to depth ratio. The deeper the roots are, the further apart your emitters can be. The shallower the roots, the closer together you need to bring your emitters. The aim is to match the width and the depth with the rooting depth to ensure that the optimal water is available to all the plants. Go out into the field and feel the moisture with your hands at 10 centimeters or even at 30 centimeters. From this, you can know whether it is too wet or too dry or just right. Base your irrigation planning on these measurements. Also align those measurements with the ETO calculations and your crop coefficients that you use to plan your irrigation. As we wrap up, do you have any final tips or comments for farmers? And I must say, I really enjoy chatting to you. You made a very technical thing, very practical, and I've definitely learned a lot. As you say, it is very technical and it is very difficult to get it into a 
a short amount of time. But a tip from my side would be for any farmer is to actually get your hands dirty, go and dig a profile pit in your field throughout the season, dig different ones at different growth stages to be able to start to know your soil, start to know your irrigation system, so what your irrigation system does in your soil and how deep your roots are at different growth stages of your crop. So as you know, the crops, they start off using a little less water and then as they mature, as they go into different growth stages, they might require more water. So knowing your root depth is one of the most important things and the easiest way to actually see where your roots are is to dig a profile pit and you might disturb one or two plants, but at the end of the day, your information you get from that profile pit is worth a lot more and also for the future production that will give you confidence in your system and confidence that the water you apply will go where it is required. And then I can also advise farmers to go and have a look on YouTube. Um, There's a thing called AgroBytes by Netafim. There's quite a few nice explanations of all of these concepts and they go into a bit more depth and it's easy to understand. So I would definitely recommend them looking that up. Thanks, Jovan, and that brings us to the end of this episode. In our next edition, we focus on agricultural insurance and why it's vital for farmers. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans, though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.